Hey, listeners, producer Cam here. Have you ever just woken up in the morning and looked in the mirror and thought to yourself, man, I have a lot of body here, and I probably should trim that down some. If you're one of the many who think this, guess what? Manscaped is here to help you. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. They have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0, not 1.0, not 2.0, not 4.0 yet, but 3.0. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Be sure to use their crop cleanser to keep your hair and skin healthy. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing undercarriage deodorant, and moisturizer because we all know how painful chafing can be. Get 20% off and free shipping with your Manscaped purchase by entering the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC20. That's all one word, THEATHLETIC20. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. A shed travel bag at $39 value and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer brief. Say that five times fast because I'm certainly not. So go to manscaped.com today and use the code THEATHLETIC20. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Rainbow Skyline podcast on The Athletic. Nice pass, Yoke! That's in my house. And I told him, listen, if you see me around Denver, Colorado, anywhere, it's all about the Nuggets right now. Rainbow. Rainbow. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Rainbow Skyline podcast. I'm your new host, Dave DeFore, joined by your regular host, Kendra Andrews. Hi, Kendra. I'm, I'm really Hi. excited to be here. <laughs> I'm, as you I'm can happy. tell, I hope. Yes. No, I'm happy to have you here. I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I will miss Nick Cosmiter, our lovely colleague who's jumped over to the Broncos where he's gonna kill it, but, uh, gonna miss, gonna miss chatting with him, but I'm very excited to chat with you too. Yeah, I'm a lot more fun than that guy. <laughs> I, I mean, let's just be honest here. Uh, no, Nick is Nick is fantastic, and you know he's going to be covering the Broncos for us, uh, which is just, I mean, it's awesome that he got to stay there in Denver, and uh, we're excited to see what he does there, and we know he's going to kill it. Uh, but the show must go on. It, it does. And we actually had a scrimmage today. Live basketball. It was so much fun. I, <laughs> it was like I was, Christmas morning. <laughs> I was dying. Listen, uh, before we get to that, don't forget, guys, you can save 40% off a subscription at The Athletic by going to theathletic.com slash Rainbow Skyline. Go there, sign up. If you like the show, go sign up. You can listen to it on the app with no ads. You can read all of Kendra's amazing work. And you can check out my stuff, too, if you feel like <laughs> it. But, Okay. Listen, we got to talk about this scrimmage because this was the first basketball that any of us have seen since March. Um, it was a very joyous occasion. I think. <laughs> it you, was. you you texted me and you said, I think they're going to start the giant lineup. I did. I texted you and I, I think I was one starter off. I predicted that they were going to start Troy Daniels because if you have one guard available, you're going to start the one true guard you have. And... I was wrong about that. They they did not start Troy Daniels at the shooting guard. They started Jeremy Grant at the shooting <laughs> guard, along with Nicole Jokic at point guard, seven foot two Bull Bull at the shooting guard, 
you got Paul Millsap at the power forward and then Mason Plumley at the center. And I am like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It was real positionless basketball. I, I'm pretty sure at, at one point, every single one of those guys may have had a pick and roll uh, possession as the ball handler, <laughs> including yeah. Jokic running pick and roll with bowl bowl slips the screen. And it's just like, what am I watching? <laughs> it was, it was amazing. I, I loved it. And, and uh, you know, we're going to talk a lot about bowl. I know, you know, you wrote the great story about him last week where you essentially let us know <laughs> that Mike Malone was playing around with, you know, starting him on the wing. It worked. It was good. It yeah. So, all right. What was your, what was your favorite thing about the tall lineup? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think, well, first off, I think it was just so funny that it was like the biggest FU to small ball, which has totally taken over the league in the last five years, really, since the 2015 Golden State Warriors team won that championship with their small ball lineup. And then everyone was like, that's the future of basketball. And Malone was just like, yeah, no, we're going to go. Our shortest player is going to be six, eight, and we're going to go with that. Um, and I mean, like just watching those guys, you, 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 he joke, people joke and they say, Oh, Nicole Jokic is a point center. He's really the floor general of the nuggets. He's the biggest facilitator. And, and it, he is. And, and, but you'd never actually think of him as a point guard. And so I think my favorite thing was just to watch this guy who was so naturally gifted at, you know, commanding the floor and running this offense actually be in the full position to do that. And then, you know, of course, he, Bull Bull, he's has a seven foot nine wingspan. He's blocking shots, barely, you know, getting off the ground. So just watching these guys who haven't played in four months, as you mentioned, somehow get it together in order yeah. to win an actual game of basketball, especially because they haven't played five on five basketball since March because they're missing so many guys that they can't even play five on five in practices. They've been playing three and three on three and four on four. It showed those guys looked <laughs> exhausted uh, about four and a half minutes into the game. Uh, you know, uh, I was just watching and, and Jokic normally turns red, but he's a little bit tan right now. I think he's been, <laughs> You know, spending some time outside. And uh, I mean, it, he was sucking wind. All of these guys looked exhausted. I mean, in the in the Orlando uh, Clipper game, uh, Aaron Gordon really early on looked tired. So I was not surprised to see these guys looking tired. I mean, game shape is going to be, you know, first round of the playoffs. Hopefully everybody's in game shape. Um, the tall ball, though, you know, what, what the Nuggets are able to do, it's almost skill ball. Like you can't teach height. But you can teach skill. And they had four guys out there in Millsap, Grant, Bowl, and Jokic who can handle the ball. Plumley was bringing the ball up quite a lot. You know, his ball handling is maybe uh, unheralded. It's not It's not great, but it's not bad. I mean, he can, he can dribble in a straight line. Uh, we know about his passing. But all of those guys, very, you know, good to decent ball handlers, uh, except for Plumley, pretty good shooters. All of them can stretch the floor. Uh, really, it, it it showed that skill is the most important thing you can have, at least on the offensive end. Right, and you know, and you know, I feel like this is the Nuggets are probably one of the only teams who could actually pull off this kind of lineup and not have it look like 
just an absolute train wreck. And, you know, I think, and that goes, the, the team embraces that and they want that. And the, 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 the Nuggets president, Tim Conley, has literally told reporters and said people when they say, oh, you're, you know, what guards are you going after? Who do you want to kind of, you know, strengthen your, your ball handling and, and facilitating? And he says, well, we already have that, Nikola Jokic. And so, like, I, I truly believe that this is the only team that's be able to pull it off because of that skill and talent that you're talking about, that this team is probably one of the only teams that has this big of a group of, you know, tall players and big players who have that skill of ball handling, who can knock down perimeter shots, who have some of the finesse to, to make it work as guard players and not just bang around in the paint. But they can bang around in they the paint can. too. Yes, that and too. Yeah, it's just some serious versatility. I mean, we know that, I mean, Jokic looked like Magic Johnson out there to, today. And, and I actually loved it because that's the feel I want, like as a as a coach myself, that's the feel I want my players to have in an exhibition. That's when you should be trying things out. Right. Try to get back into your groove. I mean, none of these guys, as we mentioned, have played any basketball in months. And Jokic is out there, you know, fake behind the back passes. You know, he's hitting guys in transition. I mean, he was just doing all the stuff that makes him one of the most, you know, fun players to watch in the league. But yeah. the guy that probably got the most buzz was Bol Bol, who was an totally. enigma to to most of the NBA viewing public. Well, I think I think that's the thing because you know you, we're saying well, these we haven't seen these guys play in four months. They haven't played in four months. Bol Bol, this was Bol Bol's first NBA basketball game. He we have not. We talked to him a week ago. Before we talked to him a week ago, we hadn't talked to him since draft night when he was drafted. That was last June. So. And, and the team really did not provide any updates on how he was progressing. He played eight games um, in the G League with Chicago, in which he did really, really well. But we never really heard of updates. We never heard how he was doing, how he was progressing. And so to see a guy play after, you know, and also he only played nine games at Oregon. So really he right. hadn't played a big game of basketball since, you know, fall of 2018. 2018, right. So it's mm -hmm. been almost two years since he's played a game of basketball. And in his first game out, you know, he scores 16 points, 10 rebounds, and six blocks. I mean, it's it's pretty insane. And early on, he showed, like, the, the brief flash that just catches your eye when you do watch him play. He blocks a shot off the backboard, snags the rebound, pushes the ball up in transition, and with the pull-up three in transition and hits it. And I yelled, you know the 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 famous soccer call where they yell, goal! Yeah. Okay. So I <laughs> that did that you. with bowl. And I like I just couldn't help myself. It was <laughs> right. such it was such a fun play. Uh because these guys that size just aren't supposed to be able to do that. Right. No, I, I, I think I told someone earlier today, I haven't laughed or smiled this much about basketball, about one team, and like as much as I have today about the Nuggets in such a long time, because there were so many moments that you're just like, what that actually just happened? What is happening? And yeah, and he did that twice. He had another, another play where he had a block. I don't believe he brought the ball down the court that time. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Jokic who brought the ball down. And then he set him up for, you know, a great dunk and stuff. And it's just, you know, you talked about versatility and I think bull definitely has, you know, he's a seven foot two guy who can shoot 
three pointers. And then I think as he continues to put on more muscle and and get a little bit bigger and stronger, then he will also be a guy who can, you know, push around some of those stronger Mm -hmm. guys in the paint as well. I don't know if he'll ever get there. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know if he'll ever get there. Uh, but, but I do think it, it, he sort of challenges our conventions kind of like Jokic does. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think about Jokic as a defender, it's like, well, he's seven feet tall. He's their center. Why doesn't he protect the rim? Well, he's better at point of attack. Well, bowl. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that's going to bang in the post. Not that most people who aren't Jokic or Embiid bang in the post. Um, but we did get to see flashes of, fantastic help defense. I mean, that length, I mean, you mentioned his seven foot nine wingspan, you know, that's helpful. Um, he was, you know, exposed when he had to guard man to man on the perimeter. Uh, as you would expect, first of all, young players are just bad, but also, you know, he's guarding the wing and he's seven feet tall. Yeah. And he actually mentioned that we, we got a chance to talk to him after, uh, the game. And he said that that is one area that he really want, that he needs to work on. If there's one thing that he wants to improve on. It's his awareness on defense, knowing where to be, knowing where to go, how to help out, knowing when to help out, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There, there were some times and we'll get to this, uh, in, in a minute when we talk about the guards about the defensive issues, but there were some times where he was playing center in their zone defensive scheme, mm-hmm. which they were in a lot. Uh, and he just, what they, Rui Hachimura did a really great job of finding holes in the defense, which just happened to be at the nail. And he, Bowl was late stepping up into that, and Rui got a few good looks. I mean, he didn't make all of them because Rui's not great, but uh, you know, you want to see better recognition, especially when they're in the zone, um, because that's the easiest defense he's ever going to have to play. Oh, just step up and put my hand up. Right, but he and was he, late. He, yeah. And coach Malone said also, we also got to speak with him and he said that that was a plan. We, they wanted to put bull in the center of that zone defense because they wanted to try and funnel things towards him to give him mm-hmm. a chance. And then I think they started to figure out, well, I think first off the wizards figured out that right. they can take advantage of that. And then the nuggets figured out, well, the wizards are taking advantage yeah. of that. We need to change something up. Yeah. Scotty Brooks is a surprisingly good coach for, for a guy that's had a lack of success in, in, in Washington it doesn't take much when you when you find out that 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 area around the nail and the elbow is open against the zone. And if you've got a guy like Rui who's pretty good at ducking in, you know you're going to get some shots. But yeah, again, this is a guy who hadn't played basketball in two years. Yeah, I, I'll give him a little bit of a break, <laughs> and I won't hammer him for it. Uh, that's typical rookie defensive lapses, right? And I mean, and the he's nugget, lucky. Yeah. Oh, go and ahead. The Nuggets are. I'm just going to say, you know, the Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr. was a rookie this season for the Nuggets, too. And if you ask any Nuggets fan, any Nuggets supporter, anyone who paid attention to the Nuggets this year and asked them, what does Michael Porter need to work on? It's his defense. So completely, it's one of those rookie things that they need they need to figure it out. And hopefully that is something that will come with more time and experience. With the return of the NBA season coming fast, The Athletic has launched The Athletic NBA Show a daily podcast combining some of your favorite basketball voices all under one umbrella. David Aldridge, Ethan Strauss, Marcus Thompson, Zach Harper, Sam Amick, Wozni Lambre, me, Dave DeFore, Seth Partnow, Mo Kill, and more, along with all of our athletic beat writers. Produced by Jade Hoy, it's a full-spectrum NBA one-stop shop. 
something for everybody. Every day features a new show covering everything from insider news to cultural issues, from deep dives into analytics to deep dives inside the front office. So before things tip off later this month, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic NBA Show, available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Folks, grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. The boys will be getting back out on the diamond this week. And while we may not be able to join them in the stadium, there's plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your own home. There's no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To celebrate baseball coming back, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering free bets for every home run your team hits. Taking advantage of this Grand Slam offer is easy. All you have to do is place a pregame bet of at least $25 on your home team, and for every home run they hit in that game, you'll get $5 with the free bets. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new users a sign-in bonus up to $1,000. Don't worry if baseball isn't your game. DraftKings offers great odds and promotions on all sports ranging from MMA to basketball. DraftKings Sportsbook is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. Plus, it's easy to deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code RAINBOW when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code RAINBOW to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Here's, here's where we're at. I don't think he's going to play much in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I do think he's going to get some run just because they don't have the bodies in the seeding games. Is there any scenario you can envision where he can take those, you know, these scrimmages and those eight games and earn enough trust to get like 10 minutes a night in the playoffs? It's not going to happen, right? I don't think it's going to happen. I I just, I, something... Big would have to happen. I think one of the biggest things that would have to happen is that no one else for the Nuggets shows up, um, which I maybe <laughs> to say, <laughs> I've stopped kind of guessing with those kinds of things and just let them, letting them play out. So I think that's a big thing is that, you know, uh, it was reported today that Michael Porter Jr. is on his way, but you know, Monte Morris is still not there. PJ Dozier is still not there. Uh, Vladko Chanchar is still not there. Um, so I think that's one thing. Also, I mean, one of the reasons why they played so big today is that Will Barton was out with right knee soreness. They're being precautionary. Jamal Murray, they were just being cautious. Nothing, you know, he's not injured. Nothing's wrong with him. They just, Malone didn't want to risk something happening. Um, so those guys are going to be playing, you know, Gary Harris and Tori Krager in Denver, they are sorry, in Orlando, they just couldn't play today. Um, because I think they're still waiting on some test results, but mm-hmm. there's just, there, there are a lot of other guys who Malone trusts more because they have shown that they can do it before, especially in a playoff scenario. I mean, last season was the Nuggets first playoff scenario. So I think then when you've never done it before, you don't know who's going to come up big or whatever. Okay. Maybe there's a little bit more room for, for playing, but 
this is the Nuggets' second time in the playoffs, and Malone is a big is he's big on trust and people who have proven themselves to him, and that's why he's such a Mason Plumley stan. Is because Mason Plumley has time and time time and time again, you know, shown that he can be like reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just don't think that Malone would want to take that risk because the whole thing with the Nuggets is they keep saying that we're contenders. We want to make a really deep run. We can do it. So it's like, is that really the time to be playing with these new different things when you guys are really trying to make a plan? Also, I don't know if you can hear like the weather. I'm in like a monsoon right now, so I oh, apologize yeah? for the thunder no. and the rain if you guys can hear I can't that. hear anything. Okay. It's a- no, it sounds like uh, Denver is peaceful right now. So, yeah. okay. Uh, well, okay. So, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, obviously no Jamal Murray, no Monte Morris. He's not there yet. No PJ Dozier. So that's all of their, you know, what we would consider point guards. No Gary Harris today, no Torrey Craig, no Will Barton and no Michael Porter Jr. Okay. So that's why they had to play the tall ball lineup. It literally was Troy Daniels and a bunch of giants. Right. Shout out to VCU, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, they were kind of, it kind of forced their hand. All right. Maybe they've stumbled onto something that they get to use a few minutes here and there because there were signs that that's a thing. You know, I mean, the defense around the perimeter when they were in that zone, uh, you know, you had, you had Grant flying all over the place. Millsap uh, as a backline helper with Bowl in the middle. I mean, even Jokic was doing okay out on the wing. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely a wrinkle that I think you could throw out maybe in a Hail Mary situation or just a, a prevent situation. So you got 10 minutes to go. You're up 15. Let me shut them down for a couple minutes with my Giants. But – the warts were showing at times, in particular because every time they, with the tall ball lineup, they tried to get out of the zone. They were getting cooked. We talked about Bowl being unable to guard on the perimeter. And this is where you need Gary Harris and you need these guys to come back. So, I mean, what's this team's timeline for getting their guards and wings? Ugh, that's a great question. You know, uh, Tory Craig and Gary Harris, I believe, should be. I would not be surprised if they practice tomorrow. Um, so I think that's not of a concern. Um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. was reportedly on a flight today. Um, and I've confirmed that he was on a flight today and he should be arriving tonight. Um, and of course, he's going to have to go into the 48-hour quarantine. He's going to have to get all this test done. So will he be practicing tomorrow? No. Will he be playing on their next scrimmage, which I believe is Saturday? Probably not because that's a pretty tight timetable and, you know, he probably won't have had time to practice before that. So if Malone is this concerned about injuries and he's really emphasizing, you know, easing guys back into things, then I don't think that he would play on um, Saturday. The two names that we really have not heard any updates on are Monte Morris and PJ Dozier. So they, I, I'm assuming that they're still in Denver just because they have given us no reason to believe that they are not in Denver. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's yeah. no reason <laughs> to assume that they're not here. Right. Um, so I'm going to assume that they're here. And, you know, that is concerning, especially as these, you know, scrimmages 
come and go and the eight seeding games come up and then the playoffs because, and I have two reasons for that. One is that this whole, you know, the, the, the practices in home markets before going to Orlando, the practices, the scrimmages, all of that was to allow guys to ramp up, to prevent injuries, to get them as close to game shape as they can before games actually start to rebuild chemistry and make sure everything's flowing. And the Nuggets really have not been able to take advantage of that at all. Their practice facility was shut down because of positive COVID tests. Nikola Jokic showed up a week late. You know, Tory Craig and Gary Harris are showing up two weeks late, MPJ two and a half weeks late. And then you have a guy like Monte Morris, who last year in the playoffs, when uh, Jamal Murray was struggling, he was their lifeline. He is the reason why they were able to survive in the playoffs and get to where they, they got. And if you know, Monte Morris is playing catch up while games are going on. You know, it's it's just an unsettling position for the Nuggets to be in, I think. Yeah, they don't beat the Spurs in the first right. round of last year's playoffs with without Monte Morris. I mean, or, or Will Barton for that yeah. matter. And, yeah. and you know, the important thing to think about beyond the chemistry stuff is just the physical stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, these guys looked exhausted in the scrimmage. And you have to, if you, if you just extrapolate, okay, so the guys have been in the bubble now training for a couple of weeks. Uh, they're rounding into regular condition. Now they're starting to get into game shape. They're going to have the scrimmages. Then they're going to have the seating games. So every practice and every scrimmage and every game you miss sets you back compared to the rest of the competition. So yeah. let's say Monty Morris comes in and he gets to play four of the seeding games. This is just, you know, worst case scenario, he shows up that late. So he's going to be four games and a few scrimmages behind every other player that they're going to be going against for the most part. It sets your team back and it's obviously setting him back. But then there's the injury risk mm-hmm. because, you know, we're all very concerned about the soft tissue injuries because of the ramp up. So the faster that ramp up has to be, to, to get to 100%, at least uh, from your activity level, the more likely it is that they're going to run into injury issues. I mean, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, and Malone has talked a lot about that. He's talked about the concern that he has for injuries. And like I said before, that's why he didn't play Jamal Murray today, just because there was no reason to risk anything happening. And that's why they didn't play Will Barton. And, you know, a lot of other teams have had players, you know, show up late. Like, look, the Rockets were missing James Harden and Russell Westbrook. That's huge for them. However, the difference is, is that the Nuggets were literally missing like half their team and they physically do not have enough players to play five on five in practices. They, you know, coach Malone has been playing in practices with them and he's been doing the drills and stuff like that. And so I just think it's hit them to kind of a whole other level than some of these other teams. And, you know, yeah, it's an obstacle that if they really do want to make it further in the playoffs that they did last year and make it to at least the Western conference finals, it's, it's a hurdle that they're going to have to figure out how to get over. I, I actually – I think they should be able to draft players from the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> the Suns aren't playing for anything anyway. You know, they could get the same oh, development. Yeah. Just just combine the so, teams. Right. So just X the second bubble and just draft players from the other teams yeah. too. That's fair. It's not a bad If idea. we're going to put an asterisk on this thing, let's get weird with it. You know, I'm here for the Denver We already Suns. got weird. We already got weird today with this lineup. So let's just continue on from there. <laughs> okay. So when's the next scrimmage? Because I'm I'm of the opinion that some of these guys 
who are going to be ready to play may have a bigger minute load because I think Mike Malone want to get might want to get some of his bigs to sit for a little bit. Yeah, that would make sense. Switch, rotate out the guys. Maybe it'll be a more guard heavy uh, game. Small ball, leave the tall ball for <laughs> yeah. another time. Um, their next scrimmage is going to be on Saturday and they're going to be playing the Pelicans. Um, and today they had an earlier game. It's going to be a little later in the day. It's going to be at 630 Mountain Time. So, awesome. it, you know, hopefully they do have more bodies available. And and I think that way we'll, all, we'll also get like a better taste of where the Nuggets are really at, seeing a little bit more of a traditional lineup and where they're at heading into these eight seeding games. Yeah, my guess is that Mike Malone would probably personally feel like everyone played too many minutes in the scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Uh, don't forget, you can save 40% off your first year subscription to The Athletic by going to theathletic.com slash rainbow skyline. For Kendra Andrews, I'm Dave DeFore, and we'll be back next Wednesday with more of the Rainbow Skyline.